You're listening to the BU Hockey Show on WTBU Sports. Welcome to episode 29 of the BU Hockey Show. We got a stacked episode number here. This is a good one. Like, we're going to work our way up. On okay. the men's side, goalers. All goalers on the men's side. Yeah. We're going to just do four because I'm, I'm sure there's plenty more. What number did Brian DeRocher wear while we're here? Anyways, Vinny Papura. One. Ah, that, that makes sense. Should I Chronologically, from oldest to newest, we'll go Matt O'Connor. Won you a bean pot. Got you oh so close to a national championship. I believe they won hockey's that hockey's yeah. tournament that year too. Good week to have uh, Matt O'Connor with the bean or the, with the frozen four coming to Boston. Yeah. Uh, Man, that still hurts. That, well, that was when you were a fan. I wasn't a fan then, so yeah. I, I remember thinking about like, oh man, that's a tough way to lose. But BU meant nothing to me. Yeah. Like, it was like, wow, that, that really stinks. Not even like, oh, the local team playing for the national championship. But for me, but I guess Providence you think is of where I am, local is Providence and Boston. So yeah. it was like, oh, it's cool, like two local teams. It didn't mean anything more. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. It meant more for you. And we move up. Matt, uh, we Jake, move on. <laughs> Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger. Won hockey's championship his freshman year. Um, Did they win uh, a hockey's regular season title his sophomore year with Kachuk? I thought that um, was the Hockey East postseason, 2018. They won the they won the Hockey East postseason. I'm mixing up a lot of timelines here. Anyways, Jake Ondra for sure won you a Hockey East retirement championship. Yes. Um, as a f- maybe not as a freshman, maybe a sophomore. sophomore. Anyways, I'm going sophomore. Anyways, then we go up to Vinny Papura. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, and now yeah. Drew Camesso. Um. A couple of very good goalies. Yeah. One was on who was just here um for a little while. Now he's at LIU or was graduated. Or yeah, he's, he's graduating solid. this year. Um on the women's side, there's only two. I mean they just, can't be much more different. Justine McLaughlin, who played Pioneer Trailblazer Defender played in the inaugural season. Yep. All you need Quincy Mass's own one game. Hey, someone's gotta do it. But next we go to and no one has worn it since <laughs> Marie Philippe Poulain. Her Highness. <laughs> yeah, Her Highness. Yeah. Your Majesty. Yeah. Seriously. Really, no yeah. one's worn it since. It's crazy. It might as well be a retired I don't number. know if it's a coincidence because it's a goalie number. It's but in at a the shrine. Time. In the basement of Walter Brown, it's a shrine back there. Yeah. 29, no one wears it. I mean, that is pretty crazy. And we've talked about her greatness like over just this season alone and certainly plenty more in our experience of BU hockey. So I feel like we don't need to rehash all of the great things she did. No. The same way, like, who was it last week? Whose name? I already forget. But who was an incredible player and was there the captain, one of Pauline's years? Exactly. We forget her name. Sophie Warren, right? Something Warren. Was I think it was Sophie. Oh, no, Louise Warren. No. Yes. Yeah, Louise Warren. Um. So, you know, we don't need to do a deep no, dive no on Pauline. Yeah, no that disres- was very disrespectful. That, that's on us. We said that we didn't know her name last week, and we didn't know it again this week. That's okay. We're trying to educate the folks. Hopefully, other people remember that. But everybody remembers Marie Philippe Poulain. How could you not? How could you not? Just won another um, Olympic medal, gold medal, even. I'm, yes, sir. You the know most how clutch hockey player of all time. I mean, this is embarrassing that we even have to do this, but I'm going through the record book to find the result of the 2018 season, which was a hockey East championship. Beating Providence at TD Garden. Went yep. to the national tournament, knocked out by Michigan. The 16-17 season, you ask, it was, uh, let's see, resulted in... That was um, a regular season championship, I Lost thought. in the Hockey East title game? Yeah, uh, no, lost in the Hockey East semifinals to BC, but still made it... 2017 regular season champions. I was right. Yes, regular, regular season. I mixed up the years. Yeah. Well, the f- regular season championship came before the conference championship. Yeah, we just missed out on some pretty good years there. Yeah. We've had okay you go, years too. You go Beanpot in 2015, regular season well, championship in 2017. More. Yeah, you know, you get the gist. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, the Quinn years you, you forget feels like it went by quickly. Like when you compare it to obviously Jack Parker right before him, but the David Quinn years. And now we're just like very successful. Siberia. We're not in Siberia. We're just retooling a little bit. But more on that years. purpose of this show. Want to go over a little bit of how it's gone. Um, in terms of the national tournament, where we stand going into the Frozen Four, and then also wanted to give a sense of uh, what we think about the team's big picture going forward, putting a bow on B 
BU specifically because a lot of the dust has settled on some of the early offseason kind of transactions. I guess it's not over. You never know. But the ex- Speaking of transactions. Oh, something happened? Just potential that we've talked about Ooh, off the air before. Off the air. Little. Another guy at Northeastern going, moving on to greener pastures. Yep. Makes you wonder about your, your own guy here. You're losing me here. TJ Semtenfelter entering the portal. Yes, that was a big one today. It makes you wonder about what Vinny Duplessis is going to do. I would say that's the shoe to drop. It like If you're looking for something to happen here the next couple of days and weeks, I would keep my eyes on Vinny D. Not that I know anything at all. Yeah, but if TJ Flippin' Semtenfelter has a reason to leave, we'll play what? Vinny Duplessis does. Six? He played like, I was going to say three. So, yeah, he played well. Played really well. But enough to leave? And maybe, I don't know, maybe he was Hey, you were telling the me after the bean pot, both goalies in this game are going to be on different teams next year. I'm one for one already. I mean, we don't know about Vinny. He played although. eight games this year, four and three, know. 934-205. Also a different spot, like Levi just had his air quote. I'm doing air quotes, it's a podcast, but I'm doing the hand air quotes, freshman year. So maybe, you know, Septim Felter kind of saw the writing on the wall there, like he was just going to be behind Levi the whole time. Also, how many more years did Levi have there? Camesso, we keep saying on the show, feels like it's one more year, and then he's off to Chicago. So maybe Duplessis lining that up. Oh, well, I get the extra year of eligibility, so I could actually play two years as a starter here. Although then you're really getting down the road, and I don't know what BU has lined up. I would assume somebody. Well, if so. College Hockey Inc. is correct, they have Anton Castro coming in next year. Whom? Um, USHL slash NAHL just hasn't been amazing, but yeah. it's a body coming in. So I don't know. Allegedly. I, I could see. You need to clear. I could see Vinny sticking it actually, out. Actually. I can go check out Burnt Boats' chart. There you go. Yeah, Vinny could stick it out. He could play the long game. He could say, hey, I've had some success here. I'm basically a program legend. He just stepped in and won the bean pot. Program legend to us, anyway. Or he could say, you know, I've actually you know, played pretty well in two years of college hockey. Let's see where this takes me. You know, not exactly a guy with any allegiance to Boston, um, at least growing up, it seems. So you never know. That would be what I'm thinking of. I can't think of many other guys unless, you know, there's something that we've, we're totally missing and that you just couldn't see from the outside. But I don't think there's many reasons for others to transfer. Like, nothing obvious, no clear red flags visibly from here. It feels like the guy who went pro was always going to go pro in Alex Vlasic. And then it seems like your reporting may have been correct, and that, that was it. And it's the only shoot a drop. That's what's lined up so far, and... uh I mean, we'll see. Maybe BU is active in the transfer I mean, market if, like they were if, last year with Matt guys Brown. guys like O'Brien and Master Simone were to have signed by now, would have they would have. Yeah, you would think. Um, by the way, according to Burnt Boat's goalie chart, uh, next year you're still running it back with Abel Camesso Duplessis and then yep. Castro and this dude Chambray come in 23-24. Yeah. So we'll see. Don't want to say anything about those guys because we don't know a thing about them. But, yes. I don't know, Duplessis feels like the kind of guy as a junior, senior you know, I think he could be a solid starting goaltender for him. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's down the road. But it seems like the current, like the news that will come out of the end of season feels like it's happened. As I say this, yeah, we're going to stop this as, podcast and 10 minutes later something's going to happen. Well, that, this is also with the caveat of as, as transfer portal season really picks up here. That's true. This is when it happens. I guess we'll find out. Maybe they'll give us more things to talk about in the next few weeks. Um... Maybe the women's team you'll see movement. I feel like we kind of forget about that, but that's a possibility too. They just brought in two transfers last year. So yeah. Who's to say? Ali Calderoni, I, champion with Concordia College, by the wow, way. Wow, congratulations to her. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> not that she like, was a transfer. But. Um, I don't know. I, I struggle with, like, the transfer portal still seems at, like, at least to this point, I don't know if because last year the transfer portal was very busy for a couple weeks, like finding out oh so and so has entered. It's crazy. It feels pretty busy right now, but it's also because it's like that time of year. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering to see how it sustains over the coming days and weeks. But at the same time, if this continues like it did last year with it being that busy and this many players entering, I don't get it. You don't oh. have the waiver. Oh. Like I understood it last year when you had. The waiver, you, you have to sit out, a lot, sit out a year, but now you're going to have to. Wait, so TJ Semptonfelter has to wait a year to play? Unless I'm wrong, uh, it still stands that does, this year. That seems like a stupid rule, but who's to say? Man, that'd be nuts. Quick Google search over there. 
Because, yeah, that'd be Semptenfelter. That'd be both of the Jackson brothers from Northeastern. They're both out. Um, Adam, Adam, Aiden, Adam. Adam Daw from Maine is on the move. Uh, former Merrimack guy Chase Greesock is back out there. He's wasn't with them last year. He went out west, but he's also headed back to the portal for the second time in as many years. Like, there is movement and familiar names. Nothing, no, like, huge blockbuster names moving quite like last year. Not yet, anyway. Any luck over there? Mm, Probably in the in the real fine print of the NCAA website, if I had to guess. You know? I don't know. All right. Oh. <laughs> so the, I'm at the bottom of this article about UConn bringing in two guys from the transfer portal. Adam Daw, by the way, Yes, they of, did. Um, He's going to UConn? It says, but with the NCAA loosening transfer rules, the influx of fifth-year seniors using their bonus COVID season and the Huskies' heavy losses... So I I guess it's waived again. Interesting. That's a game changer. Okay, so we believe that when they did the COVID-19 waiver, my understanding was, oh, it was just because for last year because of COVID-19 and such. But probably was a blanket thing that you get a one-time waiver mm. for when you choose, to, if you choose to transfer. So if you were in it last year or whenever they passed this legislation and rule and rule amendment, then you you get the waiver applied to you if you transfer. Interesting. If you haven't already. So it's a one-time waiver. So that kind of goes with this site that I found here. It's The Wire, if you've heard of them. But they're explaining the transferring rules, and it says if a student has played at two Division One schools and decides to transfer again, then they have to sit out a year. So yeah, that so would that go would with that two, thing. That would be the, the second, second time. Second time. So like that Greasock kid, if he's going to go somewhere else, does he have to wait a year? Jack Adams. I don't really, I couldn't care less. But that is weird. So anybody who didn't, I mean, not like like a Jake Wise. I don't. He was he was just a senior. He, I guess he has the COVID senior, super senior, whatever. No, like can he go somewhere? He was a junior. He was a junior. Yes, he used his he's one time waiver. Did no, he? he's not. He's a playing junior, but he's our age. He was a freshman. We were a freshman. Yep. So he's and an he's academic a senior. senior. This year. So this year he's going to be that senior, the super senior year. Next year. Yeah, next season. If he plays. Right, but he can't transfer. He's at Ohio. Anyway, Why would he, transfer? he had a good year at Ohio. They had a good year. Yes, true. That, well, we're getting too deep into it, but that does open it up a little bit here for some more movement. We'll find out, I guess, in the coming weeks. Um, also, players are starting to sign more again. I just saw David Rennick sign today with the Kings. Huh, good for him. Although, it's a shame he couldn't play for St. Cloud. He didn't um, play in the end? Not. I don't believe so. I think he was only medically cleared in case of emergency. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, he was in the hospital with pneumonia for five do days. Do we want? No, he did not play. Whoopsies. Do we want to do the national tournament stuff first, or the BU um, put it in a, a bow kind of thing? National tournament national stuff. Tournament. It's timely. Ooh, we're going national it's timely, and then BU. We're kind of flipping the order on you. Yeah, it's timely. Well, it's let's, on the mind. Let's start with where you were and where the most hockey East teams were. Worcester. Worcester, the, Mass. The, the Wuss. Der MA. Yeah, the was space, 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 red line, space, uh, space, 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 Classic AHL rink. Um, Who plays there? Currently the Worcester Railers of the ECHL. Um, formerly the Worcester Sharks of the San Jose Sharks American oh. Hockey League affiliate. Okay. Um, so they still had the Sharks goal horn, which was actually pretty cool. Huh. Um, but Friday, you got Western Michigan, Northeastern. Yep. Eh, 12 o'clock crowd. Northeastern didn't travel that well at all. No. Oh, we have important classes. Like, give yeah, me a break. student sections. Give me a break. National tournament, you should travel. Um, and then Friday, 6 o'clock, UMass, Minnesota. That was a great crowd. Yesterday's crowd on Sunday was better than expected. I had really? some stooge reply to me on Twitter being like, place is empty. And I was like, well, em- consider the fact that the buddy. local team, local with air quotes UMass, um, wasn't in it. And it was two teams from middle of the country. Minnesota fans traveled decently well. And it was at least like semi-loud when Minnesota scored. Huh. Um, and it, and it looked okay on TV too. So it was like it was again better than expected, half decent. Yeah. 
Um, Especially with both the Massachusetts teams being bounced in the first round. Yes. Um, and Friday was Friday was great hockey. Great hockey all around. Two one-goal games, two overtime games? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was one of the, the greatest like viewings of college hockey I've had. Wow. Um, High-quality games. Yes. Good and college hockey games. Brand, Brandon Bussey going toe-to-toe with Devin Levi and winning on Friday. Out-dueling Devin um, Levi in the end. Yep. It was who messed up, and Levi did. If you're a goaltender... <laughs> tend the goal. Well, he, I could see what he was doing. So the game-winning goal, right? It's a puck behind the net. Levi tries to kind of chop it away. It goes right into this Michigan, Western Michigan he player. He tries to just shoot he, it up, shoot up the boards. And I and get with it. A guy like, bearing down on play him. the puck, but get back in your net because he was kind of. I don't think he thought that the Western Michigan guy had it because he kind of just you know casually came back around his net. Next thing you knew, the guy's doing a wraparound. He's got to dive across. By the way, let's go of the stick and goes after it with the blocker. If he's holding the stick. You would think he would get to the puck because his arm would be longer. Well, it's kind of like when you just like dive. You just have you, to like just like you just don't even. I don't think know. About dive it. open hand and yeah, you know. And he was so close. But he was really close. 30, Almost made a butt save, which he did on actually the didn't one. end up mattering because no. the puck had already gone in. Kind of game was already over. Um, review and it was done. That's too bad. Yeah, but the goal uh, Cole Gallant scored in the first period Snipe. off a brutal Jeremy Jabushler turnover, his mm-hmm. second, like, five minutes that almost that cost the scoring chance. <laughs> um, that was a rocket. That was an absolute – that was a snipe and a half. Like, yeah. there's just no other way to describe it. It was an unreal shot, and that's like the – those are the two type of goals that you're going to have to score to beat Devin Levi. And McDonough's goal, too, the way Bussy was playing. You know, like, nice move, tries to stretch around him, can't quite do it, but he's just jamming away at the rebound, and at some point, no one's there. It has to go in. Yeah. Um, so – both goalies played exceptionally well. Cole Gallant's goal was beautiful. Was just beautiful. Um, Western Michigan gets their first uh, win in the national tournament. Yeah. Keeps Northeastern at zero. Yep. Right. So that's kind of fun. And we go to Minnesota UMass. Score. What a great game. Four three. That's what you, everything you want there. Yeah, and they come back too. Two separate two goal deficits. Minnesota came back from two nothing in the first yeah. when that place could, was really out of hand for a UMass crowd, and then. You know, you cut it to 2-1, then it's 3-1. And then the next thing you know, it's tied late in the third. Right. And Ben Myers, who a lot of teams are going to be lining up for him when Minnesota season ends, wins it in overtime. Yeah. Uh, beautiful play, by the way. That um, was one I feel like got away from UMass. And, like, for oh, all the, you know, flowery post-game stuff, like, it seemed like they did turn the page quickly. And, you know, Carville kept the really broad outlook of it and talking about the players and Trevino and all that. Like, it seemed like, you know, UMass still had a – like a nice moment after the game, but you have to imagine Greg Carvel's not too happy with how the game went. No, because I mean, that's the opposite of the too, kind of hockey like, they like to play. You talked about it too. Um, like Matthew Nyes' goal, that was the one to make it within one goal, I believe. Um, it was a failed clear attempt on the penalty kill by Matt Kessel, and it was late in the penalty kill too. Mm. So you're almost out of the woods. Um, and then the overtime goal, like it was a nice, it was a great give and go with Myers and Aaron Huglin. Yeah, but like it was just kind of out hustled on that game winning goal. Yeah, uncharacteristic for UMass, and that's a shame. UMass felt tired. Interesting. Yeah, it's the hockey's difference there, kid. It's uh, the conference is so difficult. They got to the national tournament, and they were fatigued. One can dream. Uh, I guess. Otherwise, that's two hockey's teams knocked out in the first um, first round, and there's more where that came from. But the final, that, that one, pretty decisive in the regional finals. Yeah. Minnesota 3, Western Michigan zip. Yeah, it was, um, oh, yesterday wasn't as ent- as entertaining as Friday. Still a solid game. Brandon Bussey still played really well huh. for, for Michigan. Um, and Justin Close, you know, he was on the, he was the goalie for the all-tournament team. You know, nice story and all coming in for Jack LaFontaine. He's been great all year. Yep. But I don't know if he was great in that regional. Um, you know, had he, a shutout in the final. Well, he gets three goals on, like, 21 saves on Friday and gives up three and then comes right in. And it was like still like also like 22, 24 saves and just wasn't really, it didn't feel like Western Michigan had like pockets of momentum, but it never really feel like Minnesota was in danger and close was like, Oh my God, standing on his head to preserve the shutout. Yeah. Um, Bussy like did a lot to keep uh, Western Michigan in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, Still pretty good. Matthew Nyes with another nice goal. Ben Myers with a great pass to Aaron Huglin for an assist. Um, yeah. Still kind of, I feel like, the one that got away for UMass because I think they could have beaten Western Michigan. Yeah. 
So they could be right back in a Frozen Four and basically a, a home game, mm-hmm. essentially, because there's no other but Boston team or Massachusetts team still in it. So that's too bad for the Minutemen. Too bad for my bracket, too. I went too Ofer in Worcester. Uh, Ofer because the Gophers went all the way. I went 100% on that one. Yeah. Western Michigan, Minnesota, and then Minnesota. Wow. All right. Um, we go to Albany. Minnesota State. That was Albany, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 4-3 over Harvard. We said that was going to be the most lopsided game of the tournament. Harvard stuck with them. Did we say that was going to be most lopsided? Well, I did. Maybe you didn't agree. I thought it would. Didn't think the Harvard had the horses, but they I were right Michigan there in the end. I mean, was going to be the most lopsided. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And on and Denver Lowell, which I thought was going to be lopsided, wasn't really, but yeah. Um, I called the upset there: Notre Dame over North Dakota, two-one. That's I got that one. I would have liked yeah, a chance to see Notre Dame, North Dakota in Boston. Off year for them. Feels like the wheels kind of fell off from North afar. Dakota? Feels like that. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Minnesota State, nice one nothing win. Dryden McKay obviously Dryden. played very well. Yeah. Um, so my ch- national championship pick is still glowing. I'm 50% on one side of the semifinals. Yeah. Um, I feel as good about them as I could after they had two one-goal games. Yep. Right? Because they did it kind of both ways. They just overpower Harvard and, and kind of cling on there at the end. And then they play a really you know, clean defensive game against Notre Dame and win one nothing. Nate they can Smith's do it still all. still kind of dominating. Nate Smith's still great. He'll probably win the Hobie. Right? I think so. Just try to McKay win the um, Richter. Now that both the other goalies are out, no, I think the I think the Richter is still Levi. All right, we shall see. I would go Dryden McKay, but we'll find out. Um, Allentown, Allentown, that would be Michigan in that one. Yep, Michigan five, American International three. AIC kind of made it closer than it actually was at the end. It wasn't really that close. Although Michigan letting teams back in it at the end, yeah, of both games. concerning. Keep an eye on that one. Um, Quinnipiac 5, St. Cloud 4. So, I mean, in the tournament, Quinnipiac gave up 12 goals in two games. I actually saw a really good tweet today about Quinnipiac and their defensive performance against Eastern teams. Yeah, that was the um, Chris something. I saw that too. That was a good poignant. We're going to find that. But yeah, they gave up five goals in the first, seven goals in the second one, and a couple were empty netters. Chris Dilks, managing editor of SPN College Hockey, Let's see what he said. Wow, he tweets a lot. We got to scroll. Quinnipiac, 36 games against Eastern teams, 32 goals against. Six games against Western teams, 21 goals against. Yeah, that's a concern. I don't know. I think he's trying to use that. It's an ECAC to, thing. Uh, it's <laughs> an ECAC thing. I think he's trying to use that as the whole, because there's the very large portion of the Western college hockey that it's like the, the superiority complex. Like NCHC, now CCHA, Big Ten, we're better than you guys out east. No, you're just better than the ECAC. Are they wrong? There are no. I guess not. I guess not. There was one East team left in the final eight teams, and they got stomped. You know what? I I, I don't don't want that. But this year, the West is so much better. No, this year, but like. Last year, Hockey East won it. You guys. I'm not denying this year, but I'm just saying, like, that stat and this year's Frozen Four are just going to be fueled for the ammunition. Oh, yeah. For that entire argument, which is just dumb because why can't we just enjoy all of college? <laughs> there you go. Like, you guys have your West bubble. Kumbaya. We have our East bubble. And here I am excited that I get to see teams that I don't ever see. Crazy side so- topic. Do you wish that they actually did the national tournament East and West in separate brackets and then the champion of both meets? I guess this is a reason not to. Because no. you would have a much stronger Western bracket. Yeah, no, I don't think this so. Reason. That'd be kind of cool. Like, And I see, like, I saw people all the time, like, just on changes to the format and such. Like, oh, home site regionals. Like, what happens if the home team loses in the first round? Then your then champion, it's the same as a... Then your championship Sunday is meaningless. Well... No one's going to be there. Yeah, but it's better than both, like, days being meaningless at an alternate site. Or a neutral oh. site, I mean. Like so, so at least you e- get a good ESPN is always going to have wild say in these games. Well, the game times. I think that like noon on a Thursday, probably ESPN reason. Well, that's absolutely because each team can get its own TV broadcast, and TV apparently did great. Well, for someone who literally sat here and watched the games, or at least had it on, 
Yeah, I loved it. I just kept it on the same channel the whole time for all weekend. Exactly. And but being there. Like for you, you, you had to go out, leave the arena, go to a restaurant. It was probably nice. but Well, no, there was a media meal. We just chose to go to a restaurant. Yeah, go somewhere else. You have to kill time and then go back in. Imagine what that was like for fans. Fans could have left. They could have left. Yeah, but I don't know. Then you're spending your full day there. You're paying extra for parking because you got to pay all. Like you got to park all day. It's just an event rate for a garage. Twenty bucks, maybe for the entire day. Oh, yeah, I guess fine. But it it does seem weird. But it, but, but, but nothing's going to change cause for the next cycle because these host sites bid on it to host it. Worcester's yeah. hosting in 2026. You're not going to change any of this until 2030. Oh God. In season eight or season nine of the BU Hockey <laughs> Show. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm more of a, I, I understand the ESPN thing, but I'm more of a, how about not 12 o'clock on a Thursday type of guy. One thing I don't get is when it's hosted in Fargo, that's on the campus of North Dakota. So that is a home regional. Yeah. And then you had other places like Allentown? Who's there? Who plays? I have no idea who plays in Allentown. Exactly. So like it, there's some inconsistency there. And the women's tournament being hosted by like schools, like how Northeastern just hosted one. Like yeah, there's some inconsistency. It would be cool to see hosting, t- but then you got to like think like every school has to have their arena available for a, an entire weekend. Yeah. Just holding it. Well, it's like like Again, it's just had flipping Mark Anthony two days ago. Yeah, and UMass Lowell, this is their time. It's like high school basketball and hockey championships right. just ended last week. So not very it's realistic, like, probably. Exactly. Yeah. And but it would be It's cool. the same thing. Like, say this is at Mullen Center, and it's Minnesota, Western Michigan, Northeastern, and yeah. UMass loses first day. Who, who at UMass is going to go? Yeah. How many people from Northeastern, if they couldn't make the freaking trip on Friday, are really going to make the extra hour to go to Amherst Yeah, if they're in it? like Especially like Amherst, like middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like you what dr- if it ended up like an hour a main, on the pike and then you have to drive another hour on side roads? Or like a like if UVM got good again, they hosted one. Yeah. Like who's going up there, I guess. Like careful. Who's Burlington's going to, lovely. Who's but. going to Mankato, Minnesota? Think about that one. Well... Like, careful what you wish for. Yeah, those are definitely topics that came up over the course of the weekend. Uh, the last regional was Allentown. Uh, was it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Denver beat UMass no, Lovell. Lovell. Oh, sorry, Loveland. Denver beat UMass Lovell 3-2. Home, basically a home game yeah. for Denver, too. UMass Lovell stuck in there. Norm's boys. Yeah. Never. I mean, they had a they, great third period. They tied it up late and then gave up another one on a really nice, like, did you see that goal? It was kind of floating out in front, and the guy just, like, stabbed it in. And it kind of leaks through, right through a little bit. But like we said, it was going to be a test for Norm's system, and they came right down to the last couple of minutes. But couldn't quite do it. Mich- uh, Minnesota Duluth with <laughs> 3 nothing over my Frozen 4 final pick. And Michigan the coin pick. And the coin. Dang it, the coin let me down. And whoever that was. Um, sh- Brad Elliott Schlossman, I believe. Schlossman? I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, well, his coin was on my side. Flip the coin, see the if coin it's the coin was like team. beyond accurate last year. Yeah, well, not this year, dang it! And my Michigan Tech Huskies bow out in the first round. It was bow, unfortunate. Wow, they wow. were right there. Bow, yippee, yo, yippee, yeah. yeah. They, they were right there. They were. They looked good. They lost their best player, or at least their most productive player, in the first period on a, that was a bad game penalty. misconduct. Terrible. Not even a penalty, let alone a game misconduct. And that that kind of set the whole thing off. But they still looked good. They played well. They had great chances and just couldn't get it done. So that was a shame. Yeah. Otherwise, the bracket mostly survived. I mean, you had Denver, right, to win the whole thing? I had Denver. I have Denver, Minnesota, in the championship Minnesota State winning it all. Okay. Yeah. Well, Denver beat Minnesota Duluth 2-1, so they're going against Michigan. You had Duluth, correct? Or did I convince you on Denver? No, I had Michigan Tech there. Oh, that's all right. All the way to the final. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, We did not have Michigan. We had I had Quinnipiac. I had Quinnipiac. Okay. But we both had Minnesota and Minnesota Duluth. So no, I was sorry, UMass Minnesota State. Minnesota State. Oh, you had UMass. Oh God, I'm, I'm at fifty percent, two for Me four. Too. Me too. I have. I mean, I'm gonna have obviously the championship match at Bronx, so that one hurts. But I mean, you can't can't ask for a better like four, like premier programs: Minnesota versus Minnesota State, Michigan versus Denver. That game could be ten to nine. Yeah, this is. <laughs> it for for no Massachusetts or uh, New England teams yeah. getting in as good as you can. This have. is dream scenario 
for just a and, college hockey fan. Yeah. And I still think attendance at the Garden is going to be good. Sure. Those are big schools. You big, don't tell me Michigan fans schools, don't travel? Big schools. Michigan has alumni everywhere. Yeah. Um, the smallest school there is Minnesota State, and they're the best team in the country. Yep. So they're going to travel. Like, they'll travel well. And um, talking to Scott McLaughlin at the Bruins on on Saturday, like – there's pockets of fans that go to the Frozen Four everywhere every year. It's like the Super Bowl for them. They make it their really? vacation. That's cool. Like, um, especially like for some of these programs groups. that have been there all and, the time. And, and chatter was early in the year that tickets were already selling very well. I hope they are. I'd imagine they are. Well, that's coming up April seventh. It the semifinals are on Thursday, the seventh, and then the final is Five, Saturday eight, the ninth. Do you like Saturday, that? Saturday the ninth at eight. Yeah, I that's how it's wish always been. Thursday? Yeah. I would like Friday, Sunday. Exactly. Although, I don't know. Make it your vacation. Four-day weekend. Yeah. You fly back Sunday, I guess, if you were to break you know, one of those schools. Andre Lee to the LA Kings two-year deal. UMass Lowell, they're falling apart at the seams. Uh, Norm gets guys to stay. <laughs> I mean, UMass lost a couple guys to pro deals, too. Matt Kessel. The only star who stayed right now is Aiden McDonough. Allegedly. Allegedly for now. But yeah, he's he's staying. Seems like it. Yep. So uh where do we go from here? Oh I think we just move on to BU. I mean frozen four picks. Any update to your selection? Nah, still Denver, Minnesota State, Minnesota State win it all. I, I hope I hope we get just the most elite jersey matchup of all time oh. in the eight thirty semifinal. Minnesota wears their white throwbacks that says Gophers across. Mm. And Minnesota State wears their purples. Mm. Wow. That's like what they teach you in art class in sixth grade. Like, purple goes with yellow. You know? Blue goes with orange. It's like the Red Lakers. goes with green. It's like the Lakers. Oh. I would go out and say that the winner of the Minnesota-Minnesota State game wins it all. That's what I'm going No, I like with. Denver. You like Denver? Denver is like won it every other year. How can you pick know. against Denver? Denver came minutes away from losing to UMass Lowell. And then only beat Minnesota Duluth 2-1. So they're destined for a narrow upset. Michigan's destined to give up a three-goal lead and lose, apparently. Because they almost did it against Quinnipiac. I feel like Minnesota, Minnesota State just winning hockey. But who's to say? I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks at the Garden. Are you approved to go to that yet? You're in? No, I have to email this week to check, check in with that. Yeah. And I'm assuming that would take care of the Hobie Baker event on Friday at Encore. That's at Encore? Yeah. What the heck? Josh, we're going to Encore. Yeah, can we play some bets on who's it going to be? Uh, Bobby T for Hobie P. You think he's a shot? They're doing everything they can to campaign for I think he'll, I think he'll be part of the Hobie hat trick. I still think it's going to be Nathan Smith. Yes. Um, I would lean towards that too, although that would be kind of devastating. You get Bobby there. You get the UMass guys all hyped up. And then you don't give it to him in his home state. But that's how the cookie crumbles. It is. I don't know if there's that kind of showmanship to it. I don't think they think about it that much, probably. No. No. Going to be a good week. Encore, huh? That's weird. Encore, yeah. 2015, <laughs> that's they did it at Matthews. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. Like, that's where Hobie Baker played. Um, or he played there. Not That's not where he played. Yeah, um, one of his stops. It's like saying Babe Ruth played at Braves Field. Yeah. yeah. Um, he once played there in a game. Um and I don't know if it's open to the public this year. I guess in years past it's been open to the public, but huh. again, COVID probably encore, encore, just private room and encore. Hope um, to be there. Yeah. Cool. That's national. I don't think there's any other wild stories. Josh, we're going to encore, anyways. <laughs> okay. Um. Be you. Be you. Which one first? Which team? Last week we went women's first. So let's do men's first. All right. We're on the men's hockey train anyway, like on that run. Sure, Do you sure. think this time next year we're talking about BU men's hockey headed to the Frozen Four in uh, like Tampa or something next year? It's in Tampa next year. Wow, pulled that out of nowhere. Yep. Okay. So last time it was in Tampa. You know, like there's always like the host conference slash host team slash. Yeah, who does that? It was Alabama Huntsville jointly with like oh. the Tampa Bay Sports Commission or whatever. Holy moly. Yeah, it's Alaska Fairbanks. They're hosting down in Tampa. <laughs> uh, I guess that makes sense. Alabama would be the closest. Oof. Yeah. Um, but you think like BU has that kind of ceiling next year? Say it. 
Yes. I don't know. No. Yes, they do. I don't know. What makes you believe I'm, this what, team's going to be worse? Worst? No, worse next year than they were this year. I'm not saying they'll be worse. Worse would be not making the hockey's playoffs at all, which every team makes it now, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> That's such a good point. They literally did the minimum. Oh, actually, no, they were in the play-in round. Well, still, they missed the play-in round. They did lose one game. I'm not going to say. I'm not saying they'll be worse. I just don't know if they can make it to the Frozen Four. The hockey I watched this weekend, both on TV and in person at Worcester. Winning hockey. Yeah. I've never seen BU play like that, except for the Beanpot. That's true. I've seen them play like that twice, or maybe three if we count the BC game sophomore year. What? The BC game and the Beanpot sophomore year. Oh, well, even that was kind of like a smash was, and grab. Yeah. Like, winning hockey, playoff-style, national tournament-style hockey, I've only ever seen them do that in two games. Two ever. bright light games. I mean, Still. I'm sure they've pieced it together on, like, a Friday against Merrimack, you know, but. Maybe not. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. But I feel like the pieces are all there that if oh, they're the going to figure it out, there. it's going to be good. The pieces are absolutely there. Like, what are you really losing? Vlasic, I mean, you, I still you're feel great about defensemen. Vlasic and Campolito, I guess, are your two defensemen you're losing. But you feel like you fill those gaps pretty naturally. You still run back pretty much everybody that played this year. Jarman would be back for a whole season, fingers crossed. Like, I feel good about the defense. Forwards, you lose Max Kaufman, Logan Cockrell, and probably Ty Amante, so I guess you could say you're losing your third line. But they were also able to piece together other guys. Like that um, Armstrong, Peterson, Zabonet line, that could be a third line. So I'm not too worried about that. And then you figure that there are freshmen who are going to come in and refill the system anyway. Yeah, I don't think and you're plus losing anything. Potentially huge. transfers. Artem Schlein from UConn. Ooh. In the transfer portal, I would love that. And he was originally committed to BU. Really? Yeah. Oh. Be, I believe. I think it was one of those things, kind of like Gallagher, where hey, don't we, we don't have a scholarship spot slash we want you to play juniors for a year, and UConn swooped in. Hey, come to us. Um, UConn did that with Chase Bradley, by the way. He was committed to BU. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Mike Cavanaugh, pretty good at that. I guess so. Pretty good stealing our players. I believe that's the that was I that's definitely what I heard the case was for Bradley. I believe that's also the case for Artem Schling. Yeah. But I, he's in the portal. BU has a three C hole. That would be nice. Artem Schling was a pretty good three C at UConn. I have no reason to believe I don't know. BU's not gonna be a good team next year. No, they're gonna be a like, good team. It's not I like I just wonder I just legitimately wonder what the ceiling is. Cause I, I I don't have my doubts that they can be a national tournament team. Yeah. What about a frozen four team? I don't know. Right, but I don't think like it's we're not facing like the end of a run here. No, like I think we always, you know, for ourselves, we viewed it as like, oh, senior year, like that's the climax, like the team's gonna be the best that year that they were, and all any of our four no, years. No, I here. think next year's an end of a run. Next year's gonna be even because you have a massive better? senior class next year. Next year is the end next, of an, uh, end of a run. That's a good point. Next year is the end. So hopefully they give you something for. I mean, they gave us a beanpot this year. Women's team. Big wow, picture. that was quick. Why um, you got anything else? Oh, big picture. Yeah, never mind. Right? I mean, that, I yeah. feel like that's state of the program. Do you feel like they need any wholesale changes? I know you've got some DMs from Mike Coffey who's been floating a couple things. Did you want to... Uh, I guess you I you want to give us a little soliloquy from Mr. Coffey? Yeah, dialogue. so... Um, from March 13th, I read this... We I read part of this on one of our previous shows. Oh. Um, but I don't know if I got read this part, but, you know... Mike says, you know, Albie's tenure has been marred by slow starts, and this year's team had such high expectations. End of seasons are always tough, but this one stings more. A wasted opportunity. 58, 49, and 16. One bean pot, zero hockey's finals, 0 for 1 in the NCAAs. Also, not obviously. Good, not good enough for the tradition of BU hockey. Obviously, he's referring to there. Yeah. But. I don't know. Haven't you seen the progress a little bit? Like last year and this year, progress, but it's also the thing of. Horrible start this year. Yeah. Again, injuries. Um, and you it kind of unraveled at the end. Um But don't you see the upward trajectory yeah, you can, in general? You like can absolutely you run growth? it back. Obviously it's not where the program maybe once was. But also gotta look at the landscape of college hockey. College hockey's not what it once was. I don't wanna, you know, make that point like the parody point of kind of what we have to run with for Hockey East this year, of like, oh, well, even if the top teams aren't as good, like at least the bottom teams are better. That's kind of the positive point around Hockey East like this year with how the how things went. But 
No, I, I, I feel like, you know, you got to give them a chance to lay the groundwork and see where it goes. And I think this year, besides the slow start, they showed you where it could go. Just kind of fell apart at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see any reason for change. That's a good way of saying that. <laughs> you agree? I, I tend to agree. Then, yeah. Okay, good. Well, how about women's hockey? Should we slide over there women's now? Women's hockey. Wow, it's been a while since we've thought about this team. Their season ended more than a month ago, right? Yep. So, future of the program. A month and two days ago. Ah, good maths. I mean, we've talked about how our rookie of the year conversation is probably the most positive one we had last week. And it was Callie Shanahan seems like she's going to be a stud between the pipes. So at least you can build from the back. And then you feel generally pretty good about your underclassmen. The Christina Votes, Lacey Martin, Catherine Fulem, Julia Shaughnessy, um, Andy Calderoni. Like, you like what the younger players are giving you. Yeah. Just a matter of how quickly can they grow, I guess, and what's coming in behind them. Right? Yeah. Um, I agree. Get distracted there for a minute? Well, yeah, I'm actually pretty distracted. I'm looking at their commitments on uh, Anything significant? Inc. Give me give me a big name. Hey, speaking of commitment, uh, Tristan Crozier from Brown just committed to Merrimack. Yeah. Heavy forward. Brother of uh, Max? Max Crozier? Is that name Max? Played at yep. Providence? Played at Providence. Lightning draft pick? Um, yep. Yeah. Max is not Ben or Ben, right? Eh? Who's no. the dude that just committed? <laughs> Tristan. <laughs> Tristan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like like what would I say about the women's team for next year? Honestly, you have to kind of expect a season like this year because it does feel like this is a multi-year kind of rebuild that's going on. Yeah, I unless mean, there just, is some just, stud coming in that we don't know some, of. Someone to score goals. So there's Clara Yoon, who uh, there's just limited statistics available for her on elite prospects. Um, as we look to look up Sydney Healy, um, and then there's one more that I saw. Uh, Mary Peterson. Okay. Um, she's a goalie though. No, that's so not going to help us. But, yeah, like, it's tough because, like, you need another, you need a Jesse Comfer or Sammy Davis okay. to fall into your lap. <laughs> it's not that, not that easy. No, I know. But, I mean, yeah. Although, Sydney Healy looks pretty promising. I hope so. By her numbers. That, and you never again, know. limited numbers on. I mean, you said it last week that we're still waiting on, like, Julia Nearest to reach her full potential. Yes. Right? So. I mean, there's possibility, but yeah, I mean, we, we this is literally the Marie Philippe Poulin episode. You know, this program has had a lot of individual stars, yes. and it feels like they've come up a little bit dry on those recently after uh, Comfort graduated. Only a year. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but yeah, so, so we you have very you high recruited her for Mativi and and, and You've had four freshman classes since Jesse Comfort, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, I. I'm hesitant to say it, but it feels like next year you're going to have to win games like Maine. You know? What? Lisa Martin's <laughs> just going to be Ida Cupola and be the only source of offense? Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I guess that's probably not true. They have more depth like, of I, offense I, like, and I think you can abilities, expect Lisa Martin to build on what she did. You can expect Christina Vogt to just not yeah. be invisible in the second half of the season. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And, like, Julia Shaughnessy for... What, how, what did she only have? One goal or one, what was it? One assist? It was like two assists on the season, which is yeah, nuts. Like, how is that possible? You can expect that to be better. Like, not even TV seemed to find that offense this year. Yep. As a senior, again, should be Mativi? developed and improved. She's a junior. At next year. Oh, next, yes, yes. When she becomes a senior. Yes. Again, yeah. nearest. Again, if you, she can stay in the lineup consistently healthy. Right. And build on what she did for stretches of this season. Find that consistency. Yes. Then should be should be fine. I hope so. And I say the main thing just because it feels like you're going to have to rely on the defense and great goaltending, which I think they're capable of. I think that'll be the strength of the team, goalie and defense. But, yeah, just, you, you need to score goals to win games. You can't expect to win every game. 
you know, two one, one nothing. Can't win games zero zero. Kind of what happened towards the end of the season here. So you hope next year they, they find a way to put it in the net a little bit more. Can't win game zero zero. We'll find out. This was a you know, this is very much just a Broad. basic um where we are right now. So we can listen back to this and see how wrong we were. When whoever you just read becomes a the next Murray Fully Poulin. Sure. Any other notes around the world of college hockey? I have one. Go for it. It is the BU Hockey Show, after all. Okay. Could make it the BU Roller Hockey Show. They're going to the Nationals. Ooh. And I did a story on them today for BU today, so that's all I've been thinking about. When is Roller Nationals? The 7th through 10th. Wow, they're going to miss the Frozen Four. It's the biggest tournament happening that weekend. (laughs) The Roller Hockey Nationals in, oh, God, where is it? The Pavement Four. The pavement, <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's called it. a court. It's not even a rink; it's a court. Uh, in quartet. Kalamazoo, nice. <laughs> in Kalamazoo, Michigan, April sixth through eleventh, and um, they Still actually the Frozen Four. they feel like they have a shot at a natty. Like I usually, I talk to these teams, and it's like, oh, it's a cute story, and like, yeah, they're going yeah, to national. Like, have it's, fun. It's so exciting. It's a great it's a platform to be on, and we hope it grows the team. No, these guys are like, we're going. They're there a to wagon. Win. They are a wagon. They're a wagon. They had 18 like official regular season games. They won 12 of them. Pretty solid. I'm hopeful for them. They got two great goalies. One's a sophomore. Kid's a and moose. The other. Look at the kid. I mean, he's a picture. See him right there? Look, he's a, he's a big boy. Wow. He's also an EMT. He's like the team trainer. He's the goalie. That's actually sick. It's like, I mean, some of it is like straight out of Mighty Ducks. Like, well, yeah, it's a club team. The goalie, the other goalie, they split time like 50-50, which is just insane. But it works. Ashlyn Aiello of the BU women's hockey team. Formerly. Four years ago, formerly. Um, she came back to BU. She's doing her graduate uh, courses, whatever. So that makes her eligible for club sports. She's the other goalie. She still wears the same exact pads that she wore when she was playing for the varsity team. And she was like the, I don't know, Nico Lynch of them. Like she only played like four the games. Nicole McWiggin. A little bit. Yeah. She, still yeah. cool. Still a D1 still athlete. A, yes, exactly. So like not every day because I say you have a D1 athlete on your club roller hockey team, but they do. Another girl, um, whose name I've forgotten. Nice. Uh, Miranda Lemus. She is a freshman. She moved to Canada when she was young. She learned hockey. She tried to go D1, but injuries got in her way. Came here, had no plans of playing hockey, except unless she played, she plays on the women's like club ice hockey team, so she, she does it. But she went to Splash. She was about to leave. She saw a pair of rollerblades. And it's like, let me go talk to them. And now, this summer, she's representing Team USA at the Intercontinental Championships in Argentina. And she got offers to play semi-professionally in California, like a legit like roller hockey thing over the summer. Wow. After never picking up rollerblades until September. Wow. Like, it, it's very much a Mighty Ducks kind of thing. Like, you just pull it all together, and it's really working. Aiden Cliff is the capitan. He's a 30-point guy from the blue line in... 15 games. <laughs> Scott Morrow, baby. <laughs> it's Don Fensori. <laughs> it's incredible. Some of the stuff. They have a guy who scored 22 goals. He had all four in their most recent game. They, they lost 5-4. Put the biscuit in the basket. It's really cool. Shout and out WTBU own, WTBU's own Joe Eaches. Yes. Number 69. Number 69. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, and Owen Gund. Owen Gund. Yes. That is cool. Good for them. Although Owen's going to be in the Frozen Four with us. <laughs> He's not going? Oh, yeah, well, they said the the team has really grown, so it's almost like it's competitive now, like getting on the roster, because mm-hmm. they can only play four players at one time. That's like one of the things. Yep, it's four, not five. You ever play roller hockey? No, but I've seen videos. And you such. have roller skates. I do have you hockey roller skates. I can't stop, and I guess it's also <laughs> a problem of some people on the team, like Owen. Like we can't really stop on rollerblades, and the people that are really good, um, like there's like a C cut type of stop you can do. But that's advanced. Ooh, that like is, I have no scary. idea how to do that. I kind of just slow down until I can like brace myself against something or just come to a stop. I mean, it is a different world. Like, just although actually, you can drag your foot too, and that'll slow you down and stop. You. Even but, like, just that's not stopping on a dime. Like looking at the uniforms, even like sweatpants, kind of that they wear. Like the just yeah, the it's jerseys. like old Cooperalls. A little but, bit. I mean, the goalie, like talking to you know the goalie, like just the way that they have to play differently. Because you think, like, on ice, you can slide post to post, and you're, like, sliding around. You go in the butterfly, and you just slide. You can't do can't that slide. on a court. Nope. You just have to fall. 
mm-hmm. and like and you're on rollerblades. You think about like hockey, you can kind of like slide, like turn the blades and you know shuffle to the side. You can't really do that on rollerblades. Very vertical movement. Mm-hmm. You can't move laterally. It's just really interesting. Be Probably roller a lot hockey. Of good stand-up goalies in roller hockey playing like the '80s. Literally, that's I think what it, it is exactly. Well. N-C-R-H-A dot com has all the information on how they'll do. National Collegiate Roller... National Club Roller Hockey... National Collegiate, Collegiate Roller Hockey Club Roller Hockey Association, yeah. N-C-R-H-A. Oh, I thought there was a second C. In no, there. just one C. National Collegiate Roller Hockey Association. Allegedly, they stream some games. And boy, do I hope BU ends up in a streamed game. But they started... I mean, how can they not stream the national champion? National yeah, tournament? because it's, it's roller hockey. But it's they, so you cool. said they stream the games themselves. Yes. So why would they not stream it? Well, the the team like does not like the NCERHA does. Yes, exactly. Why would the, they would not stream you would their hope, own tournament? Hopefully, BU makes it far enough in the tournament to be on camera. But basically. why would the any of the you tournament play, not I mean, be they streamed? Have a lot of teams there. How many? Be, well, there's like four different divisions of twelve teams each. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, twelve teams each. Yeah, BU's in a twelve team division. Oh, and they you play just in win the pool. your division. Yeah, you, it's a division national championship. But we're calling it a national championship. Because they what division be. are they in? Three. That's pretty good. It's great. A four? Three or four? Yeah, it's their seventh time going. They were founded in 1998. And apparently they played in the CAS parking lot, like back behind it, near the BU beach. And they put trash cans out as goals. And that wow. was like the BU Roller Hockey Club. That was what they did. And now I love that. It's legit. It's now they play thing. in Fit Rec? Now they travel every weekend. They get in a van. They Play go to Long Island. At Hockey Town. That was just temporary, I think. But yeah, yeah, it did. Did happen. It's really cool, and I'm excited for them. And I hope they do well. And if they do, we'll tell you more about it. If we never mention it, it's because it didn't go well. <laughs> but that's everything I have on BU Roller Hockey because it is the BU Hockey Show. We didn't give much coverage to the BU women's or men's club ice hockey teams, but I haven't heard much about their success. No. I went to club a little bit last year, club ice hockey, but yeah. not so much this year. I haven't heard about it. You know what we could do next week? We're struggling for content, and we Ooh. might take a bye week, but we could interview some roller hockey players on the show. <laughs> really? I don't know. We'll, we'll, have to make, we'll make some content decisions. Content decisions, yes. You won't know until you know if there's going to be a show next week or not. Yes, exactly. There will definitely be at least one more because we got to recap the Frozen Four and whatever interesting stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I uh, was in contact with the powers that be. I was signed up for a couple things. Uh, like I didn't sign up, like, but they signed me up to do things. And I was like, hey, all right, if I you know just just come to just be around it, like even when I'm not signed up, heck yeah, come on down. Where the Frozen Four? I guess so. I thought you were already signed up for that. Well, yeah, but it's they give you shifts. Beyond the shifts, we'll see how it goes. We should come out with I'm some confused. stories. Anyway, good times. It will be good. Hit us with some plugs and let's get out of here. Fifty-four minutes. Yeah, long show for not a lot going on, <laughs> at least in the BU sphere. It's fine. Um, I'm on Twitter at PatDon12. Brady's on Twitter at Brady D Garner. WTBU Sports is at WTBU Sports. Sites.bu.edu/slash/wtbu/slash/sports. Thank you for listening. Ooh. We'll see you next time.